Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. So happy you could join us. Thank you so much. I have a friend of mine that I want you to meet today. Her name is Julie Pierce. She is the Director of Leadership Development for Valley Creek Community Church. In the, it's in Dallas specifically, right? Yes, in the North Texas okay. area. Yep. Yep. Just wanted to make sure I got this, didn't have a suburb in there that I had missed. <laughs> but uh, Julie and I have known each other for more than 10 years now, I think. Maybe, I don't even know how long. But Julie was in on one of the one of the larger first groups that we took through the Listen to My Life process at Leadership Network. And it was quite an amazing group of people that gathered in that room um, for two sessions. And our stories got intertwined at that point in time. And I am just so glad that, uh, that my friends get to meet you, Julie. It is a total treat to be with you. I have to say, I was thinking about that that experience this morning as I was thinking about the podcast today, and I was pregnant with my youngest at the time. So it's been almost a dozen years ago. And that experience really was like, it was one of those defining moments for me. No joke. I, I point back to that so often now in my story of just how that really was going through the maps, going through that community, being with you and Sybil, just the whole experience was such a marker stone piece in my story. So I am so thankful for you, friend. <laughs> and it is just a treat to be oh. with you. And well, it's it's always good and encouraging to know that something that, uh, that, that God stirred up in you actually has good effect. It shouldn't be a terrible surprise, but it is sometimes. <laughs> Just grateful for it. So what what was the some of the things that, that were important to you that you still remember? Yeah, you know what's interesting is I, I pulled out my original maps from that experience and then several additional sets since then that I've gone through because I've taken different teams through them or different leaders through the maps at different times over the last dozen years. And I was sitting there just reading through and just weeping and I think what it was, was that it, the experience of going through all, I mean, I could camp on each one of the maps and talk about how profound they were for me and still are, quite frankly, I revisit them on the regular, but uh, I think it was that they, they gave me language that I didn't have. They asked me questions and like, it was almost like a forced reflection that in many instances, uh, in many pieces of my story, I had not stopped long enough to really, whether it was grieve or celebrate or process or connect the dots, it was a lot of dot connecting. <laughs> that experience, like, oh, that makes so much sense now. Um, so yeah, there were so many just interesting revelations about the Lord, about my story, and uh, it just really sparked some things in me that, again, when I look back now over the last dozen years and just where God has brought me, I see that so much of that discovery process really 
that got started there and that experience that led to the next like five or six years of just significant discovery and really changing the course of uh, what I was doing with my life, how I was living my life. Um, It really was a spark to living and leading in a healthy way. Um, I didn't know it at the time that that's what it was stirring up. But uh, later on, I was able to point back to it. So do you think what you do now is if there there were some tentacles that stretch back to that point? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) What were some of the specifics of what you discovered? Yeah. So right now, so, okay, let me back up a little bit. So about probably about six-ish years ago. No, maybe it was longer than that. It was probably about eight years ago. I had gotten to this just rock bottom point in my life and leadership. I'd been living and leading in such an unhealthy way for so long. I was a striver, achiever, you know, the Enneagram three all the way through with all the unhealthy things that go with that. And I got to this place where I really had to make a change because I just couldn't keep living and leading that way anymore. Like it was having so much of a toll on me, on my family, on the ministry that I was a part of, that I was helping lead with. And I got to the end of myself, thankfully. And in that space, you were a critical uh, person in that season, because in that season where I stepped away and was just asking the Lord, okay, would you heal up some of these things in me? There are some things that aren't quite right. There are some unhealthy identity things. Um, We've got a wonky relationship the way I engage with you. So Lord, just help heal up some of that, as well as would you just show me what it is that you want me to do with the rest of my life, (laughs) or maybe at least the next season. And so as I sat with the Lord and as he started connecting those dots, he started, he just took, I literally remember sitting out on the dock at a friend's lake house with my maps there, with my journal, with my Bible, and just sitting there going, okay, God, you've shown me these things about who I am, shown me these things about my passion and my story. What does that mean for what you want to write in the future? And he just started showing me things about um, my passion for leaders and my heart for connecting leaders with what they were created to do. Um, He showed me all the, the strong leaders who had spoken into my life at different points in my story and how significant that was in shaping me to become the woman that I had become. And in all of that, he started just birthing in me and showing me that really my passion, what I loved doing with everything in me was empowering leaders. And so all of that, all of that discovery, like that light bulb moment out on the dock that day really had, like you said, tentacles going back to that initial experience uh, with the maps uh, with you guys at that kind of pilot experience at Leadership Network, because I continued to go back to those different maps. I'd continued to go back to reviewing my days, you know, every week it had become this rhythm for me where I would go and I would just sit with the Lord, even when it felt like I didn't quite know, (laughs) or my life felt like it was kind of spiraling or the stresses were too much. I could sit with those questions and 
the Lord would speak to me and show me where he had showed up. And um, I could go back to the my life story and I could look back and I could see the pieces and the people who that have been so critical. And so I don't know if that makes sense, but that so much of that experience was just um, such a catalyst of, for the discovery process that was five or six years in the making that led to that, you know, out on the dock moment that really changed how I looked at my life. I mean, I, I determined that day, like, okay, so what you're saying, Lord, is my purpose is to empower leaders to change the world. Okay. (laughs) Well, that became the filter through Mm -hmm. which I would look at everything. Right. I mean, I went back to my job. I went back to my family and now I saw like everything is, Oh, everything is an invitation to invest in these leaders to help them become who they were created to be. And so now here I am all these years later, and that's my official job title. Who gets to do that? Right. Like I invest in leaders and I dream about what it could look like if they were living into their potential, their God-given purpose. And it's just the most fun ever. So Mm, that's so good. And, you know, I think from conversations we've had before, there's, there's, there's the perils of leadership Mm -hmm. if you don't know how to care for your soul. And I know that that was part of my story being in a, you know, having a job title that was (laughs) akin to a hair on fire job and, and just, uh, all the complexities associated with that and realizing that if I keep doing this the way I'm doing it, it's not sustainable. And nobody wins. It's terrible. Clearly, clearly (laughs) nobody wins. (laughs) And so what are the, what are some of the ways that, that you have recognized God's, presence most tangibly mm-hmm. in your life? I want to go there yeah. first. So I remember going through the life-giving rhythms map that first time with y'all, and it was maybe the first time I'd ever been introduced to spiritual disciplines at all. I mean, I'd grown up Southern Baptist, and so we didn't really use those terms. And so it was just kind of an introduction to, oh my goodness, there are all these different ways to connect with God other than just my quiet time that I've kind of boxed him into, you know? And so it really just opened up. So I found out that for me, uh, silence and solitude is so necessary for me. I'm an introvert by nature and so much of my work and my everyday is extroverted and out there with people. And so it's really hard for me to hear God's voice if I don't have a whole lot of time and quiet. Uh, it's the Ruth Haley Barton uh, analogy of our souls being like a jar of river water, right? That you scoop up and then the longer you leave it sitting there on the table, the longer, um, the better and clearer the water gets, right? As everything kind of settles down to the bottom. And I have found that an important way of just caring for my soul and just in the everyday rhythms of life is silence and solitude to spend that time. And so every morning I have some, you know, just time that's just quiet. It's not reading. It's not doing, it's not anything. It's just quiet being with the Lord. 
And then every Friday is part of just kind of my rhythm of the week. I have an extended time, um, just quiet. Um, another thing that I found for me that just is total soul care. And I used to blow it off and just think, oh, well, that's just what I enjoy, but it is going on extended walks with my dog through the woods. <laughs> I used to just think such a silly thing, like, oh, I just enjoy being outside. But I found when I really paid attention that I would hear God speak to me through the wind, you know, in the trees, that I would notice things that he was trying to show me as I was in nature. And so that's a critical piece of just mm-hmm. caring for my soul that I'd really dismissed and kind of blown off before. Oh, right. Yes. Well, the, that it might yes. be frivolous because you enjoy it. And, 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 and what a ridiculous thought that the God of the universe that loves you so dearly that when you connect right. with him, it has to feel like a task is it, or, a, or, a, yes. or something that's not enjoyable. And, and, and I mean, I don't where know. did we get that? It's so messed up. You know, just, oh my goodness, it is so messed up. And then, you know, we've got this God that's the master of metaphor who yes. seems to speak to people pretty consistently in nature. Now, not everybody's wired that yes. way, but so many people. And is this not a surprise? The creator of the universe, the being that spoke it all into being, <laughs> Right. Might use what he made to speak with us. Yes. I mean, how many times has he just taken your breath away with beauty, right? At the sunset or sunrise or, you know, some kind of crazy cloud formation in the sky that you're like, that looks like someone painted that masterpiece for me. Or, right? or if somebody did paint it, you'd go, nah, that'll never, that, that's, it, it, that, that looks too, too perfect to be right. there, you know? Yeah. But so I, there's a couple pieces I want to ask you about in that is that as you're walking in the woods with your dog and you sense God speaking to you, what's that like? Can you describe it in more detail? Because I, I want people to understand how different people recognize that that's what's happening. Hmm. I'm thinking about a couple of different instances. I I have not, I don't typically hear God's voice audibly, like a big booming voice or anything. It often is just this gentle nudge in my spirit. And a few times I I remember um, one time I was walking down this path that kind of goes down into this ravine and it's pretty rocky and my dog Sully was walking ahead of me and I'm just paying attention to where he's going and where I'm going and as we're just kind of walking along I felt I got this sense of in my spirit like isn't this just what I'm asking you to do I was trying to unravel this like big decision in my head and it felt like so monumental And it felt like the Lord was saying to me in that moment, you know, just this step (laughs) and just this next step, like you're way overcomplicating this, you know, like I'm not asking you to climb a mountain here. I'm asking you to take this step and then this next step. And just as I'm going to give you the sight that you need for the journey ahead, like you see this thorn branch that's kind of sticking out. Okay. I'm going to show you those things to step around, step over to avoid um, 
just walk with me, just like you're walking with him and you're present and you're noticing and paying attention to where your dog is going. Just walk with me, just pay attention, notice, notice my hand. And like, it was just like we were having a conversation. It was such a strong kind of sense of how this was kind of playing out in my spirit. And I thought, okay. (laughs) And then I remember another time there's this huge kind of boulder looking rock that's in this one particular area of the woods near my house. And I went and I just felt compelled to go and just sit for a, a spell on this big rock. And so I just went and I just sat there and was very unproductive, which is not like me. And I, all I could think of was <laughs> the Psalm where it's saying, be still and know that I'm God. Just be still, just be still in this moment there is no work you need to do. There is nothing you need to produce. I just want you to be still with me. I don't want you to conquer this walk. I don't want you to, you know, <laughs> accomplish anything. Just sit, just be still. Let the, let your soul be still. And so I did. And we just sat there together for quite some time. And I, walked away from that rock feeling like, okay, I just left all those heavy things there. And I don't even remember what they all were at this moment. I just left those things there. And I walked away so much freer, feeling like this huge boulder had been lifted, you know, from my metaphorical backpack. But yeah, that's what he does. And I've seen him through the wind and the trees just remind me that he's there, you know? Mm. That's so sweet. And when you say, I felt in my spirit, is, I mean, if you were to describe what that means, how do you experience that? What Are there any more concrete words? Yeah, so sometimes it's, a scripture coming to mind that I read recently or that, you know, has been locked away. (laughs) Sometimes it's the verse of a song. Uh, Sometimes it sounds like, you know, a voice speaking to me in my mind, but I recognize it as God's voice because his voice is always loving. He is love. So he can't say anything or speak anything that contradicts who he is and he is love. So he will, his voice is loving. Um, It always lines up with scripture, right? So it sounds very familiar to what he's been saying to me recently in his word, you know, Um, he points me back to who he is. He reminds me of who I am a beloved daughter. Um, so that's what it sounds like to me. It's it's usually one of those things coming to mind that I'm not thinking about before. And it feels like a whisper in my mind. Um, yeah. Does that help? Does that make sense? Oh, it sure does. It sure does. But I mean, isn't it interesting when we kind of dig underneath it, if we were just to describe for somebody, it's like, okay, how do you get, how do you hear God's voice? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That when we start describing it, um, it's very informative. And I think it's informative for us too, because then 
we're more likely to recognize it when it happens again. Yes. And I think sometimes for me, it's, and I know this is true for many others, right? Like it's an echo. Like he's saying it over and over and over and over Mm. in all these different ways. He's saying it through the wind. He's saying it through the scripture. He's saying it through that song we heard on the radio. He's saying it through this phrase that keeps jumping out. Like I was reading uh, for Joshua one the other day and in the first 14 verses, it says, be strong and courageous four different times. You can't help but notice that phrase, right? Like it's being repeated and repeated. It's just the sacred echo um, in that passage. And I think he does that if we will, t- if we'll tune down the noise in our life to where we can actually hear it. And that's where I get in trouble, right? <laughs> he's he's serious when he says it's a still small mm-hmm. voice. I mean, when the scriptures say it's it's, and once again, I mean, you're as you're walking on that path and watching your dog take these steps, and and, all, and you just sense this walk with me. Mm. Well, that's right from scripture too. Yeah. Walk with me. Let me show you how I do it. Yes. You know, is is in the in the message uh paraphrase and and it's just such a beautiful thing and i love how you describe the echoes you know that that it the sound this this the it reverberates in different ways shapes and mm-hmm. forms but we have to be quiet enough to be paying attention to it along the way hmm. yeah and then you work with leaders um that generally uh, it's really hard to be in leadership and have a good rhythm of quiet, wouldn't you say? Yes, <laughs> because there's so many demands on your time and on, yeah, I feel like we're, okay, every every generation, it feels like it was faster than the one before, right? And everything is moving so fast. And so there there, we often feel trapped in the tyranny of the urgent where, well, we have to respond to this today and we have to make a decision today and we have to do this today. And, ah, you know, and, and so everything is ratcheted up so high. And when really most things don't have to be decided today, most things can wait till mm-hmm. tomorrow or the next day or whatever, right. In order to care for ourselves, in order to listen and discern, what is he asking us to do in this? Right. Um, and, and if we're not leading out of the overflow of what God is doing in us, right? If we're, if we're not bringing, you know, as we've talked about before, if we're not bringing our own just transformation to the table, then I'm purely leading out of my own strength. And that's where I get into all kinds of trouble. And my strength is limited and finite. Whoa. And my decision-making powers are pretty good, but they're not supernatural, you know? And if I am leading out of the overflow of what the Lord is doing in me, then I am giving so much more to my team that I could ever give on my own. Yeah. I think that, that there's a piece of it that there's so many opportunities in leadership to get your identity wrapped up in it, to leverage it mm-hmm. for your ego in different kinds of ways and, and um, to be grounded in who you are with God 
is the antidote yes. <laughs> to all of that. So you don't need the leadership role to be able to satisfy, you know, just mm. ego, just flat out ego and, you know, taking on too much responsibility and um, thinking we're more important than we are. Yes. And, <laughs> and that the world's going to fall apart all of without those kind us. Of things, right? Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or, and, you know, just being overly sensitive to other mm-hmm. people's opinions in in the midst of it as well, as opposed to what God thinks. And um, yeah, there's, there's just this, I just feel like it's such a huge invitation for us to have this kind of relationship with God, the one who made us, the one who loves us, all those things, um, and join him in what he's up to in the world. And sometimes it can be turned into something in our minds or how we've been, how it's been handed to us that makes it feel like work or boring or drudgery or Mm -hmm. scary. Yeah. What would you say to people who think it's kind of a scary thing to get yourself settled in hope that you might hear from God? Yeah, I get that. It's scary because it's out of your control, right? When we're just doing it on our own, well, then it's all up to me. And that means that I can control it, I think, right? Um, which is all a fallacy and too, we, right? <laughs> totally. It's absolutely all ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's interesting, that question, because I think that part of it is our view of God and how we think he sees us. Right? And mm-hmm. so that's a big thing that gets in the way of, will I... Will I let go of what's in my hands in order to receive what he has for me? Mm-hmm. What if I don't like what he has for me? <laughs> what if I don't like what he has in mind for my future? He says he has a hope and a future for me, but what if I don't exactly like it, right? It's all of that letting go of control um, and really releasing and surrendering. Yeah, And it's hard to do that if your view of God is... Well, if, if it's like what mine was all growing up, which was that uh, he was like this general barking orders. And so I was going to be a good soldier and I was going to jump as high as he asked and prove to him that I was worth it and that he, his dying for me wasn't in vain. And, you know, just all these, how ridiculous is that whole setup? And then the day I remember the day um, standing in my bedroom, I'm pretty sure we had had a phone call at some point that day. And I remember standing in my room and realizing, Oh, if I don't ever do another thing for God, the rest of my life, if I am laying in bed and can't speak from now until the day I die, I am loved by my good father. I am loved. I am valued. I'm worth it to him Hmm. for nothing that I have done, but for everything that Jesus has done. Yeah. 
And when I had that shift, that shifted everything, right? Because now I don't have to prove and perform and achieve for him, for his affection or anybody else's for that matter, (laughs) right? Like Mm -hmm. now I'm enough. And so what I bring to the table in my leadership, it's an offering. It's an offering to the Lord. It's not me trying to show you that I am good enough. It's not me trying to prove anything to anybody. I'm not competing with you. I'm just bringing this as an offering to the Lord, and that's it. Mm, it reminds me of, uh, unfortunately, I don't remember what the address is, but the, I won't place anything heavy or ill-fitting on you, is mm-hmm. the phrase from Scripture. I, I was just, yeah, and, and our fear of that or our fear that, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness, where did we get these ideas of who God is. You know, so many times we've been handed pictures of who God is by other people who have a picture of God that is far different than God is love. Right. And he is a good father who gives good and perfect gifts to his children. That's all he wants to give us. And so when we release all those expectations, all those fears, when we open our hands, I'm literally opening my hands right now. (laughs) When we open our hands and we release all of that, what he wants to give to us is freedom, is love. It's all of, it's it's the fullness of the spirit. It's walking in real freedom. It's an invitation to more, to becoming who he was, who we we're created to be. Instead it's an of, invitation to freedom. It's exactly. an invitation, yeah. yes. So, so, so good. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe we've already been, at, we're already about the half hour mark here. <laughs> <laughs> that flew. <laughs> That flew. And so, yeah, we're going to have to wrap it up here, unfortunately, but we'll have to pick up the conversation some other time. But uh, Julie, I understand you started a podcast at Valley Creek. Tell us a little bit about that and tell people how they can uh, get in touch. Oh, yeah, that's so fun. So what I, I have the privilege of serving at our church, and it's just a blast to get to invest in leaders and really empower them to become who they were created to be. And Love it. It's so much fun. And so a lot of what I get to do is help launch new initiatives to invest in more leaders. And so we started a podcast to help leaders grow and go. And it's called Leader Source. And you can find it on all the podcast outlets. So iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or whatever. Um, And it's just fun. It's just conversations kind of like this about leadership topics and about the heart of leadership and Um, how to lead from a kingdom perspective. So it's just like what we've been talking about, leading leading from a place of freedom, choosing to lead with love, all of those kinds of things, wherever you're leading, whether that's at school or at work or in your family, uh, where you serve. So yeah, it's been a blast. And so yeah, they can find it by just looking up Leader Source on um, wherever they listen to podcasts. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I'm sure there's some good conversations there for sure. So, oh, Julie, thank you. Thank you for the conversation again. I We always have good conversations. I know. I <laughs> wish we lived down the street from each other so we could have coffee I was just gonna say all that. the time. 
Probably so. Well, I'm 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 glad we got to do this, and um, I sure hope some other people benefited from it. But I sure enjoyed Me it. Me too. <laughs> One way or the other. So thanks everybody for joining us uh, and listening in on this conversation. Please don't forget to um, to share these podcasts with others. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe um, to the One Life Maps podcast on, um, on wherever you you get your podcasts. And we'd love it if you'd rate it and also uh, leave a rev review as well because it helps uh, this get into more people's ears along the way when you do that. So thanks, everybody. Thanks so much. You'll hear in the outro here more information about how to get in touch with us. So I'll leave it to my son, Matt, who did a great job of, uh, of doing those intros and outros. We'll leave it to him. Many blessings, everyone. Say goodbye, Julie. Bye, guys. Take care. Have you thought, I don't know myself anymore? Have you wondered, is there something more? Are you at a crossroads in life and asking, which way will lead me toward expressing more of who I am made to be? Are you looking for a way to understand the restlessness you feel inside? Are you seeking a deeper spiritual life and desire to rediscover who you are through God's eyes? If you've wondered any of these things before, you're ready for the life mapping experience of Listen to My Life. Go to onelifemaps.com to purchase your portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's onelifemaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S dot com.